U.S. retail sales figures overnight were much stronger than forecast, which adds to pressure on the Fed. But in China, it's the exact reverse, where there was a surprise policy rate cut yesterday to offset very weak economic data. Oil prices fell on that news overnight. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And in our bonus deep dive, senior commodity strategist Daniel Hines talks through what an even harder slowdown of apartment building in China might do to the prices of all the commodities used in the concrete and steel that may not be needed now. These ongoing issues with uh, with Chinese property developers in particular is, is quite a significant headwind for some of these uh, more traditional metal. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ. Number one, US retail sales growth more than doubled to 0.7% in July from June's 0.3% and well above market expectations for 0.4%. Here's ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, telling me from London what it means for the Fed. They are going to be cautious that demand pull inflation pressures could lead to inflation rising again. So I think they're going to continue to maintain their hawkish guidance. I think they're going to maintain their view that rates could have to go up again. And I think it certainly rules out uh, any early rate cuts in the United States. Number two, there was data yesterday showing much weaker than expected retail sales, industrial production and investment in China in July. That came out with a surprise People's Bank of China rate cut. Here's ANZ's chief economist for China, Raymond Yun. The surprising rate cut will give some confidence, at least in the short term, that the market will believe that the government will do more. And because this clearly signals that the uh, central uh, government knows that there is a pressing need to revive growth in the near term. And the problem is to us is whether this type of quantitative measure is sufficient and whether that um, uh, interest rate cut will be able to boost the market's uh, expectation about the long-term development of the Chinese uh, housing market. Number three, Raymond says this rate cut may not be enough. He sees another one as early as September, plus another reduction in the RRR, the Reserve Requirement Ratio, that allows banks to lend more with the same amount of reserve capital. The chances are for the central bank to have another interest rate cut in the second half of the year. In addition to interest rate cut, we continue to see the possibility to have the triple R cut, the reserve requirement ratio cut. Last time, they had 25 basis point reduction in the triple R. And if we use this surprising interest rate cut as a reference, then the next triple R cut could come earlier and the magnitude of the triple R cut could even be bigger. Number four, Raymond also pointed to the decision by the National Bureau of Statistics of China not to publish the youth unemployment rate in July. It was 21.3% in June, and ANZ had forecast it would rise over 22%. The government said they have to improve the data methodology before they release the number again. (laughs) But based on this this set of economic data that we've just discussed, including the retail sales, industrial production, and also investment number, and we can tell that uh, the July figure would not be improving. Number five, and in Australia, we got news of slightly weaker than expected wage growth in the June quarter, which should reassure the RBA, says ANZ's head of Australian economics, Adam Boyton. 
We aren't yet seeing really much of a flow through from the pickup in enterprise bargaining wage outcomes hitting the WPI. So I, I, I still think we're going to see a little bit of an acceleration in wages growth. But uh, no doubt the Reserve Bank would have taken a bit of comfort from today's lower than expected number. But on the other side of the equation, ANZ Senior Australian Economist Adelaide Timbrell says ANZ's weekly consumer confidence survey is showing some green shoots of recovery, although not too green to alarm the RBA yet. People are feeling a little bit better than they did a month ago, but that doesn't mean that they're feeling really confident based on historical averages. Adelaide Timbrell there. It's time now for our deep dive into one of the biggest stories of the week, China's economic slowdown, and whether the long hoped for but not yet delivered bounce back in apartment and infrastructure building actually happens. ANZ senior commodity strategist Daniel Hines keeps a close eye on the various canaries in China's economic mines, in particular steel company profit margins, which have been weak in recent months, even though production has kept ploughing on. At the moment, they're holding on in the hope that uh, the outlook does improve, uh, but there'll certainly come a point when they can hold on no longer. And I think that has uh, that time has certainly shortened considering the, the financial distress that a lot of um, developers and steel companies are under at the moment. So uh, we wouldn't expect to see this linger on too long. So I suspect those signs will start to emerge pretty soon if uh, there is a subsequent weakness in the property sector itself. That's important because China buys about half of the world's iron ore. So far, prices have held up reasonably well on the assumption China's authorities will stimulate successfully. Here's Daniel. We've seen the the metals complex in particular uh, really weighed down by this issue for the most part of uh, this year. But I think there are certainly some expectations that further stimulus measures in China were going to reverse that to some extent. So if we don't see that, I suspect we could see financial markets uh, start to price in a potential downturn as opposed to what they were originally expecting was you know a, a recovery so yeah that, that could clearly weigh on prices uh, but for the moment I think there's still hope you know that um, some of these measures coming through will provide some sort of support for the, the commodity markets yeah one of the concerns is the underlying supply particularly of apartments it is of a large surplus I've seen estimates of you know a couple of years worth of demand is just sitting there unoccupied. Just how much stimulus is realistic, given that, you know, there's an awful lot of supply just sitting there? Yeah, well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, for commodity markets, it's all about um, new construction, uh, which, uh, you know, will drive demand. Um, And, you know, with this huge overhang of of inventory in the market, um, even the freeing up of um, financial markets, um, reduction in interest rates, for example, you know, may entice buyers back into the market, but they're going to dip more into the the unsold inventory rather than enticing new construction uh, activity from from developers. It would be a fair way down the track, I think, before we actually saw new construction activity drive uh, metals demand higher. And and just looking at the supply environment, sometimes these demand shocks happen just at the same time as a whole bunch of supply hits the market, which was planned uh, back when the expectation was that demand would grow again. How are we going with supply of some of these metals, iron ore, those sorts of things that would have gone into those steel furnaces in China? 
Yeah, look, they're, they're certainly playing their part to, to keep things um, in check. And I think, you know, a lot of uh, producers and exporters, you know, over the past few years have, have seen the writing on the wall and uh, there's certainly been a pullback in, um, you know, the project pipelines across a lot of these uh, markets, in particular iron ore. You know, we saw some of the, um, the you know, the BHPs and Rios uh, pull back from some of those really large-scale expansion plans they had over the previous sort of uh, decade. Um, so, that's that's limited the impact. And we're also seeing um, in other markets, uh, such as uh, some of the base metals, you know, the just the, the sheer difficulty in developing new deposits uh, coming to bear down, on, I suppose, on, on output. Um, and so, you know, that's keeping some of those markets in check as well. So, there's obviously two sides to this. And uh, at the moment, you know, those supply side issues are stopping or at least, you know, refraining, the, I suppose, some of the prices from, from dipping too far because, you know, inventories of some of the raw materials are actually uh, relatively low at the moment. ANZ Senior Commodity Strategist Daniel Hines there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Wednesday, August the 16th. Look out later today for the RBNZ's latest monetary policy decision. It's expected to be a hold, but there'll be some new forecasts. Catch you tomorrow morning. This podcast was recorded for publication on behalf of ANZ. All associated disclosures and disclaimers can be viewed using the link in your media player or the ANZ website through which you access this podcast. All care has been taken to report the views of ANZ Research in the creation of this podcast, but as an independent host, any differing interpretations are strictly mine and not ANZ's. Feel free to contact your ANZ point of contact with any questions.